A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves... Feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Listening to your popcorn podcast with Lee and Tim, and this week we're talking Fatal as well as all the latest movie and trailer news. I'm Timmy Flynn's movie buff, and I'm Lee Livingstone, entertainment journalist, and we love to talk all things movies. And this week it's Hilary Swank's latest film, Fatal. But before we do, we have to mention it's someone's birthday today, Tim. Who's? <laughs> Happy birthday to Popcorn Podcasts, hostess with the mostest. Oh, thank you. This is 33. This is what it looks like. This is what it sounds like. Yeah, there we go. All <laughs> right. Thanks, Lee. Thank Movie you. time. All right, let's do this. So, Fatal follows the systematic destruction of a successful married man's life after a one-night stand in Las Vegas gets him entangled with a cunning and sexy police detective. Sexy. Sexy. It's directed by Dion Taylor and written by David Laurie, who wrote Money Train and The Three Musketeers in 1993. Yeah, so a bit of a 90s throwback there mm. from a scriptwriter's perspective. And as we mentioned earlier, it stars Hilary Swank and Michael Ealy. Now, speaking of the story, I'm a huge fan of The Three Musketeers, that mm. movie in 1993 that starred Kiefer Sutherland, uh-huh. Charlie Sheen and... Oliver Platt? Yes. I can never remember his name. Bless him. It's Yeah, one of my favourite movies from my teen years, and that might have something to do with Kiefer Sutherland more than the story, but (laughs) that made me disappointed with Fatal. Oh, disappointment is like probably the main headline (laughs) that sits above this film. But Mm. yeah, let's kind of dive in. I'll start with like the opening voiceover of the main character, and it was just... Hard to listen to. And I knew at that moment I was in for a film full of cliches and boy, did it deliver on that. It just yeah. sets sets itself up for success in that sense of like, we're going to go down the cliche train and yeah, yeah. we got Fatal. And speaking of headlines, it's mm. very much like Fatal Attraction remake, isn't it? Definitely. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Look, encompassing the story as a whole, 
Like, it just never made sense once, did it? Like, it was Makes just... Sense. You know, I think it made sense. Mm. There was real tension in a subplot of all things that was discarded pretty quickly and I would have liked if they'd focused more on that. It would have made for a much more interesting story. I mm. mean, if I had to sum this film up and encapsulate it, it's like an extended episode of Ballers, isn't it? You know, that the rock show about sports agents living it up and yeah. having a rich and famous lifestyle. Mm. Well, the film definitely lent into that aesthetic, mm. the fast cars, the gorgeous house overlooking Los Angeles. Oh, can we just talk about that house for a second? Yeah, I want to leave there, please. Yeah, the guy was so rich that he had a turntable in his driveway to turn his car for him so he didn't have to reverse down the driveway. I would love that. That's some Bruce Wayne shit right there. You know, it's fucking the bat cave going on uh, in his house. Yeah, he was he was filthy rich. But I just want to touch on your mm. point about the subplots. Yeah. And I agree there was something quite intriguing about the character that Hilary Swank played. Yep. That it went in a different direction that I was like, oh, I leant into it and I thought, this is a bit strange. Wasn't expecting this, but this is going to give this film some gravitas, mm. something interesting to delve into and find out how that interweaves with, with the main narrative. Mm. But I think all in all, there were just too many subplots in this film, yep. all trying to intertwine and be relevant to the overall narrative. And I just think it failed spectacularly in trying mm. to achieve that. It's quite a superficial movie, isn't it? So superficial. They never dive deep into anything, really. No, I mean... The whole thing about him cheating with her in Las Vegas, right? He's a married man mm-hmm. and he has a one-night stand with Hilary Swank's character. In terms of like me saying earlier that this film didn't make sense, it's like he was really worried about his wife cheating. He suspected that that might mm. be happening. He kind of talks, he confides with his best friend in Vegas. But then he goes off and does it himself. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, what the fuck? It makes no yeah. sense. And there was like the most awkward dialogue and encounter at the bar when he met Hilary Swank's character. And the fact that he he actually tried to say, I'm married, but it wasn't heard by her because the music was loud. But she heard everything else. She heard everything else. But then he never even attempted to repeat himself. And I just found that really dumb. It's like, Mm. I just didn't understand the character motivations here. Well, yeah, speaking of character motivations, I took real issue with the fact that no one seemed to be responsible for their actions. (laughs) They were trying to make everyone sympathetic or more complex, but it just really fell flat because these are truly trashy people. I mean, oh, my friend peer pressured me into having sex with someone else and, oh, my child nearly died, but it's because of alcohol and it's not my fault and I've got a stressful job and ah. Yeah, oh, God. (laughs) Tell us how you really feel. No, but that's true. There's no depth There was no accountability. Yeah. And as a result of that, they really skipped a beat. They missed an opportunity for you to actually care about these characters and understand them Mm. because they had no sense of responsibility in their actions. Yeah. Like, it was just kind of like, well, you're a fucking dick. And, yeah, that just, yeah. And that makes it really hard when you're watching a movie to relate to the characters. Mm. And you Mm. need to be able to relate to at least one of the characters. Yeah. And uh, did you relate to any of them? Did you see any sort of... (laughs) Well, I related to his lifestyle and the rich and famous not. Can I just pull out one thing? Mm. This is like a pet peeve of mine with really bad screenplays is that when they have this next encounter... She's the detective on this case mm. after the home invasion. That she never asked one relevant question. <laughs> like she's a detective. You know, she's just obviously she was playing a game and that all 
you know, mm. branched off into all these fucking crazy situations. But it was like she's a detective on the case and not once did she sit down to try and map out the night and understand what might have happened to support yeah. her trying to find the person that was trying to kill him. Oh, my God. Does that not annoy you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're thinking it's not relevant. But it is. It's like there's just been a home invasion. The detective's just like, so what side of the bed do you sleep on? And I'm like, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> I'm sorry, I had to laugh at that because I'd forgotten about that line. Yeah. What side of the bed do you sleep on? And the <sighs> wife's like, I don't see how that's relevant because it's not. <laughs> I actually said out loud watching it, like, well, kind of out loud to myself, no, that's not relevant. What, what is she doing? <laughs> Hillary Swank was unfortunately wasted here, wasn't she? Oh. I mean, her character is supposed to be really menacing and mm. she was just not at all sinister against this brow-beaten sports agent who is just wholly uncharismatic. Mm. Yeah, that's a really good point. Like, he had no charisma, but he was meant to be this great, personable, approachable, successful yes. agent. But he was just really boring. Yeah, and just really... Oh, insecure and sorry for himself and I, I don't know. Yeah, his face never didn't look perturbed. Yeah. And I was just like, mate, like frown a little less, you know, <laughs> smile, look around. Although he look wasn't- Look at your turntable in the driveway. I know, I'm Batman. <laughs> he, yeah, no, he, he was in a pretty fucked situation though, I have to admit. Like yeah. he, he was as confused and lost as I was watching this movie. But just on uh, Hilary Swank's character, like, yes, she had her own demons estranged from her daughter, all those Mm. sorts of things that we touched on seem to be interesting and grab that and go with that and see how that goes. But, like, it was intriguing at first, but it just ended up being really unnecessary and just added to that pile of subplots that confused an already confused narrative. Really one-dimensional, wouldn't you say? Super one-dimensional. And not even effective enough to be offensive, for being one-dimensional. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I have a question for you. Mm, I mean, away. I often think of this when actors take on really strange projects. Yeah. Why the hell did Hilary Swank sign on for this? She is a brilliant actress. Mm. And she was still quite good in this movie. She just had yep. crap material. Yeah. Like, what's? how would you answer that? I don't know. Maybe it comes down to the direction. Yeah, maybe she was, like, sold on. On a lie. She was just extremely subdued until the end act when you finally get to see that physicality and that really out there approach that she's known for. Mm. You know, she can really pull it out when she needs to. And I was just disappointed that we didn't see more of that throughout the film. Yeah, me too. That end, that third act was utterly comical because it just hit this peak that was just utterly ridiculous. But it wasn't an Everest peak. It was more like a um, Blue Mountains peak. (laughs) We were just in Katoomba. <laughs> we weren't at the summit of Everest. <laughs> Jesus. Oh, God. Yeah, poor man's Everest. Let's um, talk about the music. Can we jump into the music? Because this was just like one long music video from the 90s, wasn't it? All yeah. it needed was some women in thongs beside the pool gyrating. Yeah, no, gosh. The music was unrelenting. It's quite hard to mm. explain and, unless you see this film, which yeah. I think the right way going, we're not really going to recommend <laughs> you to watch it. Okay, th- there was a track that sounded like a phone was ringing that they constantly used. And I was actually really confused. I thought someone's phone was ringing <laughs> quite a lot. And I was just like... Pick up the phone. Anyway, that's it. Just annoying. Pick up the phone. Pick up the phone. <laughs> Sing song. But did you find it really 
irritating the music. It was loud and obnoxious and in used in really weird situations. And even in the soundtrack, it was really heavy, the mm. ominous music that yes. something was about to happen. And I think that comes down to the fact that they were really, really working hard to counteract the fact there was no tension. Yeah. They needed that music. Yeah. It's funny, even though the music, the use of music did not work in establishing that tension, imagine if it wasn't there to your point, like they yeah. needed it to help. It still failed, but if it wasn't there, it just would have been fucking oh monotonous. Monotonous. Yeah. I did like the slick aesthetics though. Like yes. the look of it is a very flashy, you know, mm. slick film. Flashy cars, sexy outfits. Moody music, mm. which was – it was fine sometimes. I just think it was overused. Uh, yeah, definitely overused, but it, it stuck to that. It was like, we want to make a film that looks and sounds like this, mm. and they went tick and tick. So, that vision was clear, I suppose, because mm. that was consistent. That experience, that visual experience was very consistent. Yeah. It's just the story was like a hot mess mm. in underneath it. It's like it, yeah, repackaged an old Fatal Attraction film, chopped it up mixed it around, tried to modernise it, and it just didn't work. Yeah, it just didn't work. I mean, it leans heavily on those 80s and 90s thriller influences, don't you think? Yeah. But just didn't translate them well to a modern audience. No, I think it was trying to be – it was trying to be, like, too clever and it yeah. just got lost in, you know, tooting its own horn, but the horn was mute. Like, there was no sound coming out of that horn tooting. It just, sounded it like a phone ringing instead. It sounded like a phone – seriously <laughs> – do you do you did you hear the phone ringing? <laughs> no, but I'm tempted to go back and watch because it, it would, now. Oh, oh god! All right, you give my blessings for you to make that choice. But yeah, it was even like even scenes, shots that would make sense that a phone was ringing. Like he was driving off in his car, mm. and the track. Okay, I'm gonna just move on for this phone ringing. I've, <laughs> I've, I've pushed that enough. All right, let's wrap it up. Let's okay. wrap up for Tile. Okay, so this film was just dumb and full of cliches and was actually really hard to watch for me. I can endure a bad film any day, but this one was a fucking chore. It was trying to be too mysterious and too clever and got caught up in flashy cars and overzealous soundtrack and characters that never made sense. I'm going to rate Fatal one popcorn kernel. Un. Un. Well, I didn't find it as hard to watch as you did, but Fatal is flawed and mediocre, but loaded with so much music and moving parts that somehow it's watchable. I found it watchable. Mm. We've seen this story told better before, no doubt about it, but if you can switch your brain off and get into the pumping music and sexy aesthetics, you might just have a good time. I'm giving it two popcorn kernels. There we are. So Fatal is in cinemas right now. Before we move into news, we currently have a giveaway running to win one of three Synchronic DVDs with thanks to Paramount Home Entertainment. Synchronic stars Anthony Mackie and Jamie Dornan as paramedics whose lives are torn apart when they encounter a designer drug linked to horrific deaths. To be in with a chance of winning, head to our Instagram or Facebook page, make sure you're following Popcorn Podcast and tell us in the comments of the competition post who stars in Synchronic. A little hint we may have just mentioned their names uh, the sci-fi thriller is available on dvd and digital right now this week we got a really exciting celebration video from marvel there's quite a few studios doing this lately we got you know f9 vin diesel did a welcome back to the movies yeah matthew mcconaughey did one yes um, now marvel have done one celebrating the movies and their marvel family and it gave an exciting first look at phase four i was just jumping all over the walls. <laughs> the epic three-minute trailer narrated by Marvel legend Stan Lee, RAP, gave us teasers for their jam-packed slate of films. Now, 
What did that include, Tim? Okay, so it included, and I'm going to have to, you know, take a few breaths. There's going to mm. be an intermission here. There's a lot mm. uh, packed into Phase 4 of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. So it featured Black Widow, which is out this July, Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings out September of this year, and we got a first look at Eternals directed by Academy Award winner Chloe Zhao, which is out in October. I'm so excited for that. How good did it look? It looked amazing. It's kind of like a superhero western. You know, mm. when you saw Selma Hayek on that horse, but then they were in there, you know, superhero get up in another shot. Like, yeah. it doesn't piece together much, no. uh, but it just looks beautiful. That iconic cinematography that Chloe Zhao brings to her films mm. was apparent in that little slither yep. of content. And they have said that this movie is unlike anything that Marvel have done before, which just, you know, they don't say that lightly. So no, I can't wait to welcome mm. this uh, into the film canon. Uh, we also got Spider-Man No Way Home out December. Yes, that's four phase four movies this year. Yep. And it's going like to be a, even bigger next year. Yeah, it's huge. They're so, ramping up again. Well, Watch. why don't you give us uh, the list of what's happening after Spider-Man No Way Home. So next year we're getting Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness, which we know will also star Wanda Maximoff. Mm -hmm. Thor Love and Thunder is coming in April. And we got a title reveal for Black Panther 2, which is going to be called Wakanda Forever, which is coming in July. That's so good. I think outside of the sneak into the Eternals, that's what everyone's talking about. Yep. And isn't it the most perfect title? Yes, absolutely. Oh, that's yeah. what everyone's been chanting for the last three years is mm. Wakanda forever. Yeah. And and yeah, it's the name of the next film. Love it. Now, Captain Marvel 2 also got its title revealed as The Marvels, and that's coming in November 2022. A synopsis shared by Marvel um, later in the week said the Marvels will be a cosmic adventure with Carol Danvers, Monica Rambeau, and Kamala Khan. So we know Kamala Khan is uh, Miss Marvel, which yep. is in the Disney Plus TV series. Yep. Monica Rambo, we've seen in the WandaVision series, mm-hmm. so that's really exciting. And then Brie Larson coming back as Carol Danvers. Give me these three powerful, strong female superheroes. Yeah. Cannot wait. Mm-hmm. We then also got, you know, just the title of Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantum Mania, which is out February 2023. Mm-hmm. So we're going two years ahead now. Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3 out May of that same mm-hmm. year, 2023. They did also drop a little tiny hint to Fantastic Four, didn't yes, they? Yes, but they didn't have a release date. So no. I guess you can assume it will be sometime of 2023. Yeah. And you yeah. know what else was missing? Blade. Blade, yes. That's been announced for quite a while, but yeah. it hasn't found its way into the no. schedule yet. So again, do we assume 2023 or might might they surprise us with the... Mm. 2022 release. Don't know. One does not know. We also got another new look this week at Cruella, which is ramping up ahead of its May 27 release on Disney Plus and in cinemas. Uh, We got character posters, which were really cool. Really cool. I just love the aesthetic of this marketing campaign. God, so punk. Yeah, so So punk. Awesome. It's got a lot of energy behind it. I'm really Mm. pumped for this one. Hannah John Kamen, best known as the villain. Ghost in Ant-Man and the Wasp will step up as Red Sonia in the long-awaited sword and sorcery movie. The fiery Red Sonia was created for the Conan the Barbarian comics, but became so popular that she got her own spin-off series. This is really cool because we've seen Red Sonia popping up in different iterations. I think maybe in the movie with Arnold Schwarzenegger as yeah. Conan the Barbarian, and which was obviously a very sexist portrayal from that time period. But I'm really excited to see the modern take on this. Yeah, yeah, me too. Watch this space. 
All right, Lee, take us through what we got in the F9 family this Mm, week. We got a new behind-the-scenes feature at F9 that was released showcasing the dizzying number of practical car stunts employed in the film. You can actually check out the full action-packed sneak peek over on our YouTube channel, so make sure you have a look at it because it's amazing. For a film that has cars flying to space and attaching to magnets, there's quite a lot of practical stunts in this. Yeah, it's very, very impressive. And yeah, check that out on our YouTube channel, like Lee said, because F9 isn't far away. It is in cinemas June 17. Wow, Tim, that's another action-packed episode of Popcorn Podcast. We covered Fatal, starring Hilary Swank and Michael Ealy. It's in cinemas now. So check that out if you dare. Mm. Um, and let me know if you were as irritated by the phone ringing soundtrack as I was. <laughs> I'd love to know. <laughs> All right, guys. As always, thank you so much for listening. We'll catch you next time. If you enjoy our episodes, head over to Apple Podcasts and subscribe. While you're there, we would love you to rate us and leave a review. You can also find us on Spotify, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Amazon Alexa, and where all good podcasts are found. Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more, with Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.